Once again, Los Angeles, it's time for Bike Talk. You're listening to the sounds of Pixel. Somebody that just came in from, that's right, Davis, Bike Friendly Davis. This is Delta Venus. The cut is... Lower Freeborn. On Kill Radio, it is Bike Talk. Let's listen in. That's right, it's Bike Talk here in Los Angeles, and a lot of us uh, think of us as being a little bit mobile here in the L.A. area because of Bike Talk. You know, it's uh, it's kind of strange because uh, there's been some uh, some talk that, uh, well, you know, I'll, I'm going to bring it around. This is DJ Chicken Leather, and there's been some talk. I do a show called Talk is Still Cheap, uh, the public affairs show here, but right now I'm filling in for Nick, who's, uh, I think... Doing something with uh, the school, if you don't know by now, Nick, who does Bike Talk, the media mammal himself, um, is, uh, I guess, hired by LAUSD, and he uh, teaches over at, uh, in the thing. A number of our DJs teach, and uh, I can't help but uh, feel that uh, they're educating tomorrow's youth. Now, having said that, education isn't exclusively, uh, let's just say, locked into uh, the school network. And in fact, a lot of you have expressed your, let's just say, sustained interest in how education can be a part of an ongoing relationship with your community. That being said, <laughs> the factor of education is uh, much at odds because a lot of people think that it costs a lot of money to educate people, specifically uh, some of our city uh, officials, and it doesn't. Um, we educate them every day, I'd like to believe, by your vote and your uh, uh, let, let's just say continued um, uh, <laughs> can you support or lack of it when you uh, cast your vote anyway that being said we're going to uh, do a little bit of a recap and it all seems like deja vu which is the theme this this week let's see if I can't get this running and you'll recognize it right today let's uh, cleanse ourselves it is kill radio and it's Bike Talk here on KPFK on the podcast and Kill Radio. Uh, hey, how you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good. How you doing? Just stop that. Stop it. We're going to try it. I say we put out the same thing. Anybody can come. Anybody can leave. That's right. what I do. I get there. I ride five blocks. I saw it. I'm really, I'm really going to announce that. In case you didn't know it, last night was, that's right, the uh, L.A. critical mass that seems to have been um, sort of shanghaied by the LAPD um, because of some behavior. We're going to get to that in a minute. But these are some people on yet another ride. It seems like deja vu. We're meeting in the same place. 
and they're discussing the same issues. Here's Manny. How do you feel about all the... All the I think it's a bunch of bullshit. I think they got to do their job and protect us instead of being harassing us, you know? It's, uh, That's a good point. It's a statement that we're doing, and, and they, they got to fucking stop that shit, you know? They, uh, they're getting paid to be out with us. They got to do their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So but it's like a cop. When a cop sits around and doesn't see anything, he'll find things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Throw a donut at him. Oh, no, no. Don't, don't, don't start do bombing that. Him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one last question. Yeah. Obama's been comparing the economy to a car all the time. What if he compared it to a bicycle? Do you think things would be better? Hmm, probably. Just we need more... Uh, more inner tubes to change the flats, man, because it's fucking, the whole economy is very flat. All right, so more air in the economy. More air in the economy, yeah, pump that shit up. Maybe we should look for more natural resources. Well, yeah. get flat. <laughs> well, he's so quiet. I think I've got those eyes somewhere on his shirt. That was made by the family, right? Family trucks. I like the shirt. Damn recursion. Oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is one of those endless shirts. It just right. keeps going and going and going and going and going. So, out here for the Midnight Riders? Absolutely. Uh, what's your name? Will. Will, nice to meet you. Chicken leather. One question we've been asking everybody, you know, the president has been comparing our economy to a car. What if you compared it to a bicycle? Do you see better things in the future? Uh, I just need someone to know how to ride it. There you go. That's a good. That's a good one. All right. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. All right. We're gonna parlay this down a little bit from uh, the critical mask and ask that economic question to our guests here on the on the on the phone. This is Bike Talk, and we're talking with. Ted Rogers. Ted Rogers, and of course, you're you you've been doing um, a slash blog. Well, you know what? Instead of me explaining it, we have you right here. Tell me what you've been doing for like since I met you, like in 2005, and I, I got involved in the bike scene. Has it been that long, really? Well, for me, it has. I, wow. I know it's. Um, you've been doing it even longer. There's some people around here that we just sort of take for granted that have always been here for bike culture. And I'm not taking it for granted. No, not at all. Well, no, no, actually, I, I think you started before I did. I started my blog about, uh, I'd say about three years ago. Before that, I was just a clueless cyclist who thought I was the only one complaining about these problems out there. Uh-huh. And, and um, just so it doesn't get to be like a rant and stuff, I, I think when you, when you say problems, they're, they're definitely like, constrictions to flow and stuff and and i think everybody recognizes them whether they're in a car or on a bicycle i know that some of the infrastructure here especially with the streets could be improved but oh, let's get back let's get back to your your blog your blog is biking in, biking in la there you go that's sort of inclusive right there it, it's, <laughs> just exactly, a little bit a little bit <laughs> so what's on your mind today ted well i wanted to talk to you uh as you may know, I'm on the board of the um, uh, Los Angeles County Bicycle Coalition, uh -huh. and I wanted to talk to you about a couple rides that were coming up uh, in the next week. Oh, fantastic. Uh, I know there was something going on on Tuesday, right? Yes. Tuesday is a very interesting one. Uh, I plan to show up on that one myself. Uh, it is a ride with the Environmental Protection Agency. Wow, the EPA. Mm-hmm. Now, lately, the EPA, I know that their, their founder just uh, 
uh, she, I'd like to say resigned, but I, I don't know if you can ever really resign clean air and stuff, but she, she stepped down and apparently somebody's going to be taking her place. Um, a lot of, uh, and, and while we're, we're just nameless, I think her name was, oh God, I'm going to have to Google that to find that, but I, I know that she just stepped down because uh, she was just feeling like nothing was getting done. Her, mm -hmm. her uh, carbon credits are being put on the back burner. And I, I think this might be the time when you know, the somebody like, uh, let's just say, the lower echelon of power. I like to believe it's a higher echelon of power. Maybe local kind of power with the people might want to step up. I, I personally don't have anything in the in the credit gamble, and then I think again and go, wait a second, I'm riding my bike everywhere. Am I aren't I offsetting carbon just riding a bike? I mean, exactly. We sort of take that for granted that. Because nobody's paying us and, and showing up at some summit and, and, and sort of protesting that we're keeping the planet green. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't get my plane ticket in order to go to Davos, but I, I like to believe that <laughs> I'm on a local level and I'm doing my bit here for, uh, for, for God and country here. Well, you are, and you know that's exactly what this ride is about. Huh. Uh, it wants to call attention to bicycling as a means of sustainable transportation. And all these people out there in their cars, driving everywhere every day, uh, they could be having more fun. They could be getting exercise. They could be getting some fresh air. Uh, all they got to do is get on a bike. You know, I, you ride everywhere, as I understand, right? Well, that's I, your transportation. You know, that's, that's a misnomer, and I'm going to okay. correct that right now. I, I ride when, when I can. Sometimes okay. I, I, just because of economics and, and sometimes events, I have to get into a car, and it's not because I, I want to. It's just, you know, it's like... No, that's that's only, normal. I do two tons is kind of... Yeah, <laughs> I, I do the same thing. I mean, I've gotten down to where I... I think last year I had about 800 miles that I put on my car, yeah. which for the city of Los Angeles nothing. is nothing. Yeah. I, um, I but I, I, you, there's still times when I need it, and there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, I mean, no, not at all. Cars have a place, but there are other alternatives that people can look at. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people think that, that we're anti-car. I, I like to think we're pro-bike. Exactly. That's, that's a term that people say, well, how can you be pro-one and, and against the other? I think they, they coexist because... Quite honestly, there's sometimes when you, you do need that, but most of the time I try to offset my own carbon this way by mm -hmm. riding my bike. And I like to think that I've now gotten it up so as I'm offsetting maybe my brother that drives everywhere <laughs> or, or my neighbor who seems to be getting a bigger and better SUV every year. Mm -hmm. So, but, uh, so, so Ted, your, your ride on Tuesday, you said yes. it was interesting. Yeah, um... It's with um, the West Coast Administrator for the EPA, uh, Gerald Blumenfeld. Okay. Uh, we'll also be joined by uh, Mitch Katz, the new Director of County Department of Health Services. Okay. Uh, he's a cyclist. Um, L.A. City Planning Commissioner Barbara Romero. Okay. And uh, let's see, I need my glasses for this one. Uh, uh, this this might be anyway, worth coming uh, out just to see all these, these guys that usually are pushing pencils to get on bicycles, you know? Exactly. And it's, yeah. uh, we're going to put a, make them work a little bit, too. It's going to be a fast place ride, um, like 
uh, 12 to 18 miles an hour. Now, I'm not speed burning, but enough right. of, these people are going to sweat a little bit. Well, let's, let's not get them puking and pedaling at the same time. <laughs> but I, I like to believe that, you know, they're, they're actually, from what I, I see of the course, you've, you've arranged a pretty clean ride. I mean, we always think of the L.A. Basin being a dirty pit, and right now I can see the mountains. It's mm-hmm. a clear day. There, there is a lot of vehicular traffic from what I can see. Uh, they look like ants from here, but <laughs> occasionally you see a little speck and realize, oh, that's not a flea. That's that's a bike rider. <laughs> and uh, I, I hear you guys are, are transversing uh, something of the the east-to-west corridor, the west-east corridor. Is it yeah. west-east? West-east. Well, let's start at the beginning. If okay. anybody wants to join us, right. uh, it's going to start at the, uh, you know, the bridge over Bologna Creek in Playa del Rey. Okay. Uh, at the... Um, inlet there at the marina uh people start meeting at 9 15 the ride will start at 9 45 okay and from there they'll go and make a stop at the linwood howe elementary school uh they'll make another stop at macarthur park and i'm hoping they stay long enough that i can stop at mama's tamales while we're there (laughs) um they'll go to the uh, bike wrangler space uh at six and lucas and end up at city hall at 12 45 Oh, that's great. So the the bike wrangler is definitely happening now. The bike wrangler is happening. They've got the space. They've already got bicycles. And, and, They're doing it. And tell us, I, I actually know what they do, but uh, try to illuminate us once uh, with what, what the bike wrangler is doing here in Los Angeles. Well, to keep it as simple as possible, they're collecting abandoned bikes, um, you know, lost bikes, anything like that, but... Uh, winds up in uh, hands of uh, like a lot of universities at the end of the year they have a lot of bikes that are left behind yeah and they're collecting all of these and taking them to uh, this bike wrangler space uh-huh. uh fixing them up with the idea that they will be given to uh the bike co-ops and they'll be taken out to uh various workshops around the city uh in areas where um what's the word that i want um Let's just say they're they're start for bicycles. Yeah, start for bicycles where uh, there's a higher obesity rate, uh, lower economic rate, uh, and they'll donate these bicycles to people to um, to get them out and exercising. So that's that's the reason that Mitch Katz is coming along from the health services. It's not just a he, he's just showing up for his own kind of thing. He's actually representing some of the uh, the let's just say. Uh, uh, weight challenge kind of people. Yeah. I mean, or, just showing that this is it's a healthy alternative as well as good for the world. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think that that's the, uh, the first time I heard that some of the kids were obese here. Um, especially on, on, you know, bikes and kids, they seem to be like a, a no-brainer. And um, I know mm-hmm. for the longest time, uh, um, um, there used to be bikes, at least when I was going to school back in the, in, I, don't, I don't think I'm surprising anybody, in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. That's when I went. Yeah, there was uh, there were definitely bike racks at all the schools. And then I think the 80s came along and everybody was suing everybody. And the LAUSD <laughs> said, oh, we don't want to be liable for this. The minute right. they leave their door, we're liable. And instead of turning around and saying, well, we're going to make the seats straight, safe enough for you, they just sort of banned it and started ripping out all these things. So um, it was it was nice to see that some of the bike racks are making their way back into 
the school system. I know that Spoke out there on the west side is doing some some things to have bike days that are mm -hmm. that are friendlier, and and in fact, um, um, that's where I think the future really is. I, I know last night there were a tremendous amount of of uh, let's just say uh, young adults on this uh, critical mass last night, along with the LAPD. <laughs> of course. <laughs> They were, they were doing their best to, to do that, and we'll, we'll play some highlights from there. But, uh, mm -hmm. but, you know, you don't even have to go on a ride like that. You just have to keep your eyes open as you go around the city. And right. you see people from, like, 12 to uh, mid-20s, they're on their bikes everywhere. Yeah, I think the strata is definitely expanding here mm -hmm. for, but, for bikes. And I'm talking about obesity. Uh, I was a serious rider for, you know, years yeah. uh and then you know things with my family and all of that i quit riding for a couple of years uh -huh. and one day i got on the scale and found that my weight had gone from 170 to 220 wow and that was the day that i got my bike out and started riding again i took off 40 pounds myself and kept uh, it off that's pretty amazing i know that uh, everybody everybody thinks that it's a you know, like the new thigh master or something, but no, it's just a bicycle. Yeah, it's just a bicycle. And, All you got to do is get out and ride, and, and and you don't have to get on the phone and, and be making three simple payments of God knows how <laughs> much to get it, like like some of the infomercials we see. But uh, it, it's it's kind of uh, new old technology that helps people out. And, and it's funny you should mention weight because somebody like uh, I think the golden I don't think he's won the golden spoke, but he's he spoke at all these different things for blessing of the bikes and that's carlos from the east side we saw oh, him last yeah. night and we're gonna we're gonna be featuring him later in the program he um, he was uh, along the same thing where somebody came up to him and said hey look you're 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 obese you gotta you gotta start working or doing something and so mm -hmm. he went out and just decided on his own to organize his, his east side bike club and they go out and they ride oh. You know, he's doing a great job. Say hi for me. I'm, the I, I guy will. is just amazing. I, I will. And, in fact, um, whenever I see you guys, that's one thing that I think the bike community should lend itself to more. People are always saying that. When they say, hey, you saw him, say hi for me next time. I think that's something that, that really will expand the the, uh, the movement more than any of this other kind of things. Just oh, yeah. the idea I mean, that you, you there's know, just so many great people out somebody. there. There are so many great people. And... As you say that, we're going to be able to meet some of these great people on Tuesday for, for your ride. Is there a title for this ride besides the EPA Below the Creek ride, or is somebody um, making up some slick kind of saying? Like, you know, I'm looking at the page right now. Bologna I'm not bust seeing a or, title. Why don't you give it a title? Ah, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll put that out to our guests on the line. Um, call in and, and tell us what you think the, or, or you know, Google us here, or, or not Google us. Um, <laughs> Instant message us here at, uh, at killradio.org. Uh, we've got our little website up here, and, and we'll try and put as many suggestions for titles. But, um, no, it, from, it sounds like a spirited ride. Now, usually these rides are, are just like straight lines. Are you going to go in a big circle and go back to the start? <laughs> well, I'm pretty much going to because I'm going to have to head up back this way yeah, to go home. But way, right? it's pretty much a one-way ride on this one. Yeah. Now, the other one that we're doing on Sunday, that one's going to be a round trip. So Sunday tomorrow, Sunday, or a week uh, from Sunday? A week from Sunday. So that's... Super Bowl uh, Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. It's not just for Super Bowls anymore. What are you guys doing? Well, we're doing... The LACBC started a, a new monthly program called Sunday Fun Days. Oh. Uh, where 
we're just trying to get together. I, you should, I mean, most of what the LACBC has been doing is advocacy work, but we want to get up, get together and just have some fun, too. Just yeah, go for a bike ride. It's, it's funny you should say that because that's been a, a mainstay of uh, some of the collectives out there. I know that the, the Bike Govern, which I'm associated with, mm-hmm. uh, does their, their monthly art ride. And there's been no attempt to say, oh, we're too busy, we can't do the art ride. In fact, I think we've sort of ramped it up, and the art ride just keeps on getting bigger and bigger. For, for a while, there was uh, a question whether it was getting too fast, so we, we just broke it up into three little groups, and so now there's a, a fast group, what we call the fast ride. Mm-hmm. And they, they try to keep up with uh, Simon, who everybody sort of, you know, they go, oh, she's a girl, oh. And then, you know, she just rides the pants off of all these guys of course get on there and then uh, there's uh, there's kind of joseph who kind of leaves all the leads all the families and stuff and then there's me who's the dfl that, that kind of just like sits back and it's like oh i'm enjoying myself oh, we will wait for you take your time mm-hmm. you want to pump up with air sure <laughs> you want to stop and get some water oh wait, wait. i'm gonna have people die from you know dehydration and and that's a big thing too it's like I'm, I'm usually carrying, uh, let's just say, a few pounds of equipment, and everybody always says, what, what's in that bag? And it's like, you know, it's like, I like to think it's like Felix's bag from the old cartoon show. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got tubes, pumps, water, uh, a little nosh, you know, because uh-huh. you, you get out on the road sometimes, and you really don't want to be boinking out there, so oh, yeah. something like a cliff bar or something can really help you out. See, that's exactly like me. I've got, uh, my seat bag has always got a toolkit. It's got uh, patches. It's got a spare tube. I've yeah. got food in there. Uh, I've got a first aid kit. I, you don't know. I, I uh, can't tell a, you how many times one, I see somebody down on the side of the yeah. road while I'm riding. Yeah. Well, last night there were. Uh, it, it was a few people, and it's like I'm always yelling out, even when I just see somebody pull the side of the road. It's like, are you okay or something? Because that's usually how it starts. People just sort of pull over and they check their bike, and then mm-hmm. they realize, oh my God, I don't have a tube or I don't have the right tool or something. So if you if you can just yell out to somebody, you know, eventually somebody will yell out or, or like me, I I didn't have a 700 tube, but I carry my own size tubes in there. So mm-hmm. but sure enough, I, I kept on yelling down the road, and I found somebody about two three blocks away and was able to to ferry it back to him, and so he was able to fix his bike. Oh, wonderful. So, so yeah, sometimes I, just keeping that in mind. Yeah, and my rule of thumb is that uh, if somebody needs a tube, I'll give them mine. Yeah. And then... Provided when, it's the same size tube. But exactly. You know. But when uh, they offer to pay me for it, it's like, you know, give it to the next guy that needs yeah. one. Yeah, it's... Uh, pay it forward. Exactly. I was just going to mention that. that. It was also the title of, I think... Uh, a movie. Kevin Spacey. Yes. He was he was in something like that, and everybody always thought it was some sort of Zen thing. And I'd like to think, well, if it's Zen, it's it, it's definitely something we should adapt here, mm-hmm. um, especially on rides. So, so Ted. Yes. You're you're riding on on Tuesday, and then next Sunday. Um, if people wanted to know more about these, um, where exactly could they check it out? Well, it's on the uh, LACBC uh, blog. Okay. Uh, and it's also on my blog. Uh, it's up right now on today's page. There's a listing of events for the next couple of months that are coming up. And I also have a, an events page at the top of my uh, blog that they can click on to check and see what's coming up. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. So um, just because we've got you on the phone here, yes. um, we've, we've been asking everybody about, about the economy too, mm-hmm. because, you know, the president did his big, 
you know, State of the Union speech and stuff. And in fact, it's something we started even before this, just asking people, you know, the president keeps on comparing our economy to, to a stalled car, and the, the Republicans want to get the keys to the car mm-hmm. again. I I'm, have sort of turned that around and said, well, what if our economy was compared to a bicycle? Are there advantages or the disadvantages? And that's the question I've been posing to people on the, on the critical mass, on the uh, midnight riders and stuff. So I'm going to ask you, what if, you know, the bicycle was out there, the ubiquitous bicycle was compared to the economy? I mean, what, what could you say about it? <laughs> I would say right now it's like the one that I passed in West L.A. Uh, yesterday that was chained to a fence post and had been stripped of everything that could be taken Ooh. off of it. <laughs> Yes. Uh, what we need to do is uh, unchain it and put some wheels back on it, put some gears on it, and start riding it together. Or, or as they say in, in, in the low-budget movies, you know, unleash the beast or <laughs> unleash Kong or mm-hmm. what was it? It's always a gladiator or something that gets unleashed, you know, Hercules unleashed or something. But, uh, yeah, I, I think for too long we've looked at uh, things like our economy and and we're we're always looking for a big technological answer and mm-hmm. i think sometimes maybe a bicycle is is really too simple i know i've been to on rides when i get up to the corner of a stop sign and i look over and there's a $50,000 hummer or something and here i am on what is it 30 or 40 year old technology and we still got to the same stoplight mhm and, and you might get there faster and, and we, exactly and then I'm getting to the next stoplight even faster because he's having to slow down for traffic or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually a really good metaphor because uh, the problem is that in our economy, too often we've been like the drivers who are stuck in our little cages. Uh, yeah. We're isolated from the world and everybody else, and just we think we're just traveling our own route. And what we really need to do is do more like... Uh, critical mass where we get everybody out on our bikes working together for a common goal. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's funny, I, I like to believe that and we, we'll get back to the original statement where you, you were talking like I ride everywhere, it's like, well no, but more often than not, if if I'm going to get uh, you know, a loaf of bread at the market, it it's, just seems really stupid. I mean, probably years ago I probably would have gotten into the car and driven down there. But now it just seems so silly to, to not walk or, or bicycle or, or mm-hmm. something. And, and somebody was telling me, I guess, you know, some scientists did the math. If you, if you walk, it's like, you know, let's just say in amount of time. But if you bicycle, it's now a quarter of that. So it's a quarter of the amount of time or a quarter in. So if you're bicycling, you're four times as fast as if you're walking. Now, I, I personally don't think it's that dramatic, but it, it kind of wakes you up to the fact that it's like you're you're really cutting time, which in my book is more valuable sometimes than mm-hmm. money. Well, you know, look at this way. I go to a lot of meetings downtown, uh-huh. and I can drive my car in L.A. traffic, and it takes me... I, I'm only 12 and a half miles from downtown where I am, but it takes me an hour to get there. Right. I can hop on my bike, and in the same traffic with stoplights and everything, I get there in an hour. Yeah, but then it's you don't different. have to find a place to park. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't have to. I don't have to find a place place to park. I don't have to pay for parking. I don't have to walk from my parking space 
to wherever my meeting is, which is you know often you know quarter to a half mile away by the time I finally find parking. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the bike, I just get on it. I ride there. I enjoy myself. I actually feel safer. Um, God, when I'm in rush hour traffic in L.A. driving my car, I do not feel safe. I actually feel like I'm safer on the side of the road on my huh. bike than I am in my car. Yeah, you know, that's that's an interesting uh, kind of statement because a lot of people feel that they need those, I mean, that 3,000 pounds in the, in, the, in, the, in the little box around you to feel safe. But yeah. there's, there's a lot of times when I'm on a bike path that's designated and there's nobody on the bike path, and especially later at night, uh, i, I got to be honest, the streets are pretty much vacant. And mm-hmm. if, you, if you take a back street, my, my God, you're, you're pretty much on your own, and you get to experience the city. I know that last night I got separated from the ride, and we were trying to uh, figure out how to get back to UCLA, and I said, you know, let's, let's get off the main Sepulveda, and we'll take McLaughlin. I think McLaughlin actually mm-hmm. changes back to... Uh, Barrington or something. Right, it's great street. And it did. And it, and it was like, wow, this is really amazing. And then we even got off of on, on a just a lowly kind of neighborhood. And it was so great just going to the neighborhood and appreciating some of the architecture that was still, I mean, if, if you know, every once in a while you see some cue that would so cue you in that this was 2011, but pretty much it was 1960s kind of uh, architecture. Mm-hmm. That it hadn't changed really. I mean, you know, new coat of paint and everything, but it was it's kind of great to see the, how the civic planners had had uh, sort of looked at things and said, well, you know, we we want a tree line on the street. We mm-hmm. want to take all the uh, the electrical and all the cable now and and sort of put it to the back. And it's kind of great because this technology does change in some respects. There there wasn't a lot of like uh, antennas on the roofs anymore. It was just mm-hmm. like the house itself, you know, because they right. have cable now. Or, you don't need as big a box with the digital revolutions. So. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just touched on something that I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you are in your car, I mean, again, I'm, you said it, we both drive. We're not knocking driving at all. No. Uh, but when you're in your car, you're going from point A to point B. When you're on your bike, you experience the city in a way that you can't do from behind the steering wheel. Exactly. I, when you're driving your car, you have to focus on... Uh, traffic and driving safely and all these things when you're on your bike you are surrounded by the city uh there's something magical about riding at night and like you said you've got the streets to yourself you can see things in a whole new way mm-hmm. yeah the it's it's uh last night it was just it was really clean actually there wasn't a lot of it was it was crisp because uh, yeah, I guess night. a little little bit colder, but you know you're moving on a bike, so you really didn't notice it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Once we stopped and we're waiting for somebody, we said, "Wow, it really is getting cold." <laughs> and after a while, it was like we got we, we helped somebody, and then he told us, "Well, we're going to finally meet at UCLA." And so we said, "Oh, we'll ride to UCLA," and we waited around, and we realized we had we had done it so quickly because we took some of the back streets that wasn't a lot of traffic and there weren't a lot of people i mean uh, a good thousand people went on last night's critical mass cool and yeah and uh, the the route took them i guess by way of the venice uh, bike lane and they went out to i guess santa monica and made a big u-turn but uh it, it seemed that they were supposed to stop at ucla and so we got up there and ucla westwood 
it, since the crisis, we, I mean, it really was was slow and dead. I mean, there were a couple theaters and restaurants that you know had lines and mm-hmm. usual mainstays. Uh, but did he reef? Pretty, yeah, pretty much nobody was out there. And, and I said, "Isn't school in session?" They said, "Well, yeah, but you know, uh, there's no reason to come out on a Friday night." <laughs> I, I guess everybody is just experiencing the city a little bit, uh, you know, tightening their belt and stuff. A lot of storefronts were long lease or. You know, yeah, it's very tragic over it's, there. It's pretty much, and that, that's that's. Uh, that's a sad one there. But, uh, that's a whole conversation for another day. But yeah, yeah that's is. very but, sad. Um, ha- having said that, it was it was great. Re- dry, I mean, basically, it was uh, I was with a friend who was. Uh, I told her, "Well, let's go on a bike ride." She was in from out of town, and she was uh, just totally enjoying this. Uh, um, because you know, you tell somebody from out of town we're going on a bike ride, and they think it's going to take forever, especially in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And it was really paced nicely because. There wasn't a lot of traffic to show you were going slow on the streets we took, and uh, especially somebody place like UCLA, which is just so spread out, a bicycle just makes it so nice to mm-hmm. see some of the old buildings you always see in these movies and, right. and make that U-turn. Well, Ted, um, I'm looking forward to seeing you once again. The, the ride is Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, at 9.15, you're meeting, but um, you don't have to meet out there at Bolota Creek, I think. I think no, you I can, can, uh, I can catch it. Probably at uh, MacArthur Park, which is closer to me, or right. They can catch it at any of the stopping points. Yeah, and maybe get to visit the uh, the bike wrangler. Exactly. Does Does he have a lasso, or or something, or is he going to be dressed in Western garb? Maybe I should be dressed in Western I, garb. I have thought about that a lot of times. <laughs> that uh, he really does need to be uh, in boots and a cowboy hat. Yeehaw, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know he does look kind of uh, does have kind of that cowboy look to him, so I think we could dress him up. Yeah, it's kind of kind of like what was it, cowboy? I'm trying to remember Pee Wee's cowboy guy that ended up being like oh. Lawrence Fishburne, right? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, me neither. Mm-hmm. But but I'm sure somebody will call in and tell us. There well, you go. This oh, let me say one thing sure. about the um, the ride on Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. Um, that is open to LACBC members. Uh-huh. Uh, and they can bring along one guest. Oh, so it's like very exclusive, huh? It's, well, it's not too exclusive <laughs> because uh, we'll sign you up on the spot if you ah, want to join there in. You go. There you go. I, I think I still have my card, and, and um, as as people say, it's um, you know, it's not only about getting your name, but it's getting your cash, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're doing a benefit tonight too, but uh, I, I think it's. You know, nobody's ever turned away for lack of funds, I, I'd like to believe, on at Kill Radio. Hopefully the same is true of LACBC, that you, know, you can contribute now and continue to contribute through the year, I hope. Absolutely. And, you know, you can always, uh, if you don't have the money to become a member, you can always volunteer and join that way. Which is probably even better because you, you get to see it on a different thing. I know that I've come out on a number of occasions and um, the parking valet for certain things oh, yeah. at LACBC. Everybody thinks that that's paid for, but a lot of times it's just volunteer money that goes to uh, um, spreading the, 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 the fight that LACBC is doing on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. So um, not only advocacy, but now it seems that they're getting into the fun business, which, which sounds great to me. Exactly. We need to have more fun. Yeah. So do you know where that ride's going next Sunday? Yeah, we're going to circle the west side. 
Circle the West Side. It's called uh, I Heart the West Side, and we're going to start out at the Santa Monica Pier. Uh, we'll go up, um, we'll do through Main Street, Abbott Kinney, Bologna Creek, Culver City, Beverly Hills, Westwood, Brentwood. And we're just looking for what's great about the city. And at the same time, we're going to point out some of the problems that we see along the way, too. Well, that's, that's great. So it should be a really fun ride. Yeah, everybody always thinks that the city isn't doing much, but there's always uh, the three one one and the the, and the, uh, the new. Uh, if you see a pothole, you can take a picture of it, and I guess with the new smartphones and the GPS, they can. Uh, it goes right into a. What, what do they call that? Uh, some sort of downloadable database, and right. it gets it, you know gets all typed up, and they go out with their trucks and try to fill them in. So. Yeah, I just uh, wrote something about that the other day that yeah. um, with the new smartphone programs. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. See, my, my idea is to take these smartphones and, and just start tagging riders. And it's like if you're on your bicycle, you just sort of hit a button and it just sort of says, oh, this is like a carbon credit, you know. <laughs> you get paid for it or, or credit it to your account. And, you know, that would be great. Yeah. Give us a little tax credit for riding a bike. Yeah, or you see, everybody always thinks like credit. I'm thinking hard cash, man. I, I want to see, you know, the, what do they call it, Samolas start rolling out there. <laughs> I'll take it. And I'm saying this with a with a tax guy in the room next to me, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's nothing that you shouldn't be thinking of now. Uh, we'll, we'll put it out there. The first of the year isn't a nice time to start thinking about your taxes, so four months from now you're not... You're not staying up late to, to get right. to it, but um, that, that's that's something else. I mean, we we always give like travel uh, kind of vouchers for people, or you know, we give kind of like mileage mm-hmm. for, for cars. I'm thinking, you know, why, why not mileage for bicycles? I, God, God knows fair. that if I got a penny a mile, that would that would sort of be paying for for tires or right, pay people not to drive. Yeah, yeah, which which kind of makes it. Almost like that, uh, what do you call it, the, 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 the rainforest kind of thing? We're not going to chop down the rainforest so it gets to still produce oxygen. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to get in my car so I still get to produce oxygen for everybody because I'm on my bicycle. You know, I think you've got a good idea. I, I think we need to run this yeah, yeah, but I, I think I need to flesh it out a little more. But, <laughs> but Ted, uh, thank you for calling. Once again, your website is? Bikinginla.com. All right. Well, we're going to get back to the program. I want to thank you, Ted. Thank and, you. I uh, enjoyed it. Feel free to call any time in, and we're, we're going to get back to a little bit of, uh, let's see what I got here. Uh, oh, this is uh, more comments about uh, the L.A. critical mass here on Kill Radio. Thanks, Ted. Thank you. Bye-bye. Stop it. We already know that. They even say that to themselves. So we've been asking everybody the economy question tonight. Obama keeps comparing our economy to a car. What if he compared it to a bicycle? Do you see any advantages in that? But we're in summer camp. We shouldn't be talking about politics, should we? <laughs> well, bicycles are politics. I know, but there shouldn't be politics in summer camp. Uh, summer sorry. camp is the first place you learn about politics. Really? Oh, God, yeah. I thought it was about s'mores. Survival of the fittest? S'mores versus egg? Look at the film crew's leading. Is that it? You're not even riding with us? What a poser! What a poser! Yes, my 
Summer camp opening, and it's a message to the minarets. All right. I don't. I don't know. I don't think we need to be saved. It's those guys in the cars that need to be saved. Hell, Satan! No, oh, the guys. Satan! Oh God! Where did I begin? Chucks. Very nice couture. So, do you ride a bike? No? I think you're cool enough to ride a bike. It is Kill Radio. You don't have to wear Chucks or any kind of uniform or anything to feel cool about riding your bike. Hey, you know what? Everybody's going, isn't this the, uh, the summer camp ride? It is, but it started from the same place. And in fact, that, that whole section of Deja Vu. Here's actually last night's ride. Can you tell the difference? Hey, it the is Kill Radio. Did you hide them? It's bike talk here. You should. Ask them how many guns they're carrying. Ask them if they're going to file a, a, a fake report. All right. We're not trying to red bait the police at all. No, but there were a lot of police last night on the ride. Let me just tell you. I can pick it up. I got it. No, 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 no. I'm keen to do it all by myself. Of course, the voice of my next guest coming up. We're going to listen a little more here to last night's ride. Uh, my friend Melanie, who's in on in from town, but we're going to let her introduce herself. Let's get back to this little ride for a minute. It is last night's Los Angeles Critical Mass. Let's listen to some of the sounds. How's 2011 treating you? Oh shit, it's treating you good, man. That's good. It's getting better, more loss for the cyclists now, man. We're gonna get more rides and shit, but. You think so? I think, I'm hoping, man, because more people are riding less cars and more bicycles and shit. Well, that's a good thing, I'm isn't more it? Cyclists out there, man. The awareness is going up. Hey, sure. sure. Stay up. Stay up. All right, we will. What's your friend's name? Scott right here. Scott, you guys, where, how far did you come tonight? South Central. All right, South Central. Rocket, what are you riding? All uh, the landing gear. Forks. Yeah, leader forks and um, Milano bike, trick bike. Nice. Not the best, but you know, in my budget. No, I like it. I like it. No, no, don't diss it. All right. Look who's here. So 
lot of people think that you have to get something with 700 tires and everything, but this guy was sporting a real nice bike. It was all clean and everything with uh, 26 inch tires. I know he didn't feel all the little cracks and stuff in the road with those uh, those inflated tires that sort of pr- pr- get, produce a little more, let's just say, comfort between. Uh, your your bike frame specifically some parts of your anatomy and and the road anyway we bumped into that's right steven box again who was spreading the love First, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, I didn't go to that one, but uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I've been riding a lot of mountain biking. I mean, you're doing a lot of mountain biking this year. All right, on. Oh, you got here early for your ride, huh? This, this, of course, uh, Trickzilla, who was on the ride last night. Let's listen in. Trick Miller, I hear you're going on a ride, or you're gonna stage another ride? Uh, no, we're just gonna wait till all the people who show up late, and then we're gonna ride with them. That's a good idea, too. The late CM so it's too at 8 p.m. Hey, this is my friend. Oh, look. Oh, the alternative one. Oh, the alternative one? No, it's well, a late. It's a late this LCM. It's the late CM. Is at 8 p.m. I want to try and join us. I don't know where big question last night. Where right. was Borfo? Tonight. Borfo was organizing his own alternative ride, but it was so alternative that we didn't know where the alternative was alternatively meeting. Anyway, um, we even asked the one that was alternatively planning it with with Borfo, and we never did get to that ride. So we had a lot of fun on this ride. how you feeling, Al? Al was laid up for a while. So, this is uh, Stephen Box. He's an advocate in our bike community, but he's actually running for office here. Stephen Box running for City Council, Characteristic 4, which is right where you're standing, all the way to North Hollywood and out to Atwater Village across to K-Town. She it's looks- huge. It's known as the center of the universe in many parts of the world. And there's an opportunity for you to sign up if you'd like to come volunteer, if you'd like to uh, strap a yard sign to the, his back and then chase him around town. I, I want to put one on my line, because right across the street, there's one for... Uh, I've heard of it. I love what you've done with the place. All sorts of fun things going on there. How long are you here for? Oh, sorry. A couple more days. Okay. Well, there's. Because I'll, I'll. You know what? I'm going to. You like do a to read books, here. don't you? There's a collector's bookmark. Well, it's looking like they're getting ready. Hi, Lou. Good to see you again for the year. We're going to fade this out for a moment, and then, uh, lo and behold, an, another guest on the phone. This, of course, is... That, hi, Manny. This is when you say, hi, I'm Manny. Yes. Oh, hi, this is Manny. Hi, Manny. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> uh, pretty good, pretty good. Actually, we just heard you from uh, summer camp talking about uh, maybe less harassment and more, uh, you know, extending hands out there with LAPD. So. Yeah, you know, uh, yesterday... It seems like they were really, really, uh, um, um, they were deep. They were, there was a lot of them. Yeah, there that was. was. Uh, one thing. They were, they were, they, there was way too many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did get a chance to talk to the uh, sergeant that was in charge, I guess, uh, right. after. Oh, you did? And, uh, yeah, uh, Sergeant Bronson. And he, and um, comments from Sergeant Bronson? Yeah, he, he basically said that the only thing was that the ride had stretched out too long, and, you know, I, yeah. I said, you know what, that's actually on you guys, you know, you guys are the ones with the motorcycles, you guys should be corking for us, right. allowing the ride to stay together, and then stopping for a while, and he said, well, yeah, I totally agree, so, you know, that's something that, you know, was brought up to him, um, you know, and besides that, I mean, it's just some of the 
police officers' attitudes towards the riders. They were being a little rude, especially uh-huh. the psycho cops. Yeah. Yeah, I like to think that everybody always thinks they're inaccessible. But I, I'll get on the ride, and I've, I've a number of times. I mean, you see me like sort of baiting, but it's not with any kind of malice. I mean, in fact, yeah, I no, asked no, him no, how, not at all, not at all. how they enjoy that. And I, I, at one point, there was one guy doing some tricks on his on his giant, and I looked over, and the cops all had giants, and I said. Well, is it just a matter of time before you become like a, you know, a bicycle, kind of like the motorcycle trainers or something out there, except with bicycles? And they, uh, <laughs> they kind of laughed at it. But uh, it, it's yeah, fun. Yeah, Sometimes like, you get to engage with real conversations. Were, most of them were pretty happy to be there. Like uh, some of them, were, you know, they were having fun. We were going under the bridges and they were, you know, ringing their siren. And, you know, so it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were talking, you know, to some of the riders. So at least they were being a little friendly. Uh, at least uh, the uh, bicycle cops, and uh, actually even even when a motorcycle cop, I mean he, you know he was actually just like, hey man, you know just do this, do that, make sure you know you stay right. safe. He was telling the riders to, you know, hey you know ride with both hands on the handlebars or at least one yeah. hand on the handlebars, you know. And Which is is kind of goes against everything I see in cars nowadays. Once people get on their cell phones, sometimes I've seen people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do it too, where you get a cell phone and then the other hand is like. You know, you're you're like an Italian. It's like you put your hand out there, and you're like going, "Oh, why can't I do this?" And you realize, "Oh, there's a car underneath me." Whereas if yeah, you do yeah, it on yeah. a bike, it's not, you know, what's a bike weigh? Like 50 pounds, or a car? As yeah. you said before, it's like 4,000 pounds of like car underneath you. Yeah, that was another thing that they did complain. Well, not complain, but that was their, you know, their little uh, um, rant. But um, no, they said that basically there was one too many accidents and. You know, and then I asked him, well, how many was there? He said three. Oh. Serious accidents. Wow. And, uh, so With how many thousands accidents. of people? <laughs> yeah, you know, it was, I, I, they claim it was only 600 people. 600? It was more like 1,500. Uh, uh, yeah. I I, it was like, well, at least twice as much. I think at least 1,200 people, but uh, yeah. I don't know. It was pretty I, busy. I, got I, chased, I chased the pack, and, and I chased the whole, yeah, and it was stretched out over a mile. So exactly, we we stopped and fixed somebody's bike over in West LA near Bikerwave. Where did the ride go from there? Um, Bikerwave. I'm trying to remember where that is. Um, okay, so yeah, from the west side, it just uh, went back to uh, um, back to uh, Western and Wilshire. Oh. The, yeah, back to the start. Oh, so we didn't really miss too much. Then. Yeah, no, no, no. After that, it went. Huh. Back. Well, that's very cool. You did go all the way to Venice, right, and then up Lincoln. We did we that. you went Venice to link link through Venice to Lincoln Boulevard, which yeah, is Lincoln pretty much Boulevard Santa Monica. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, actually a nice street, actually. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, so yeah, that was the other complaint, and I told I told the officer, I'm more like, hey, you know what? I'm more like, how many car accidents is there every day? And those are really serious accidents, you right. know. And, you know, they're hurting people or whatever, and you know he's like, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, so then, uh, but like I said, that was a motorcycle cop. Um, you know, also like I said, he said something about accidents and you know not having your your um, you know your hands on both of your handlebars, stuff like that. But uh-huh. like I said, I I didn't see a lot of citations being handed out. I think I seen maybe one after uh, yeah. they kept repeatedly telling this guy to get off uh, the uh, sidewalk. Right. They cut him off, and then, but I talked to some other person that also got pulled over, but they only got a warning, mm-hmm. so that was too bad. Well, that's that's always nice, as, as yeah. opposed to I know I don't know, and it's just money, 
basically at that point. It's like yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, uh, overall it was a good ride. I got some, you know, I talked to some people who hadn't been on the ride before. They said uh-huh. we're having fun. Uh, yeah, that's that's always good to see new people. And and as you say, that a tremendous amount of women on the ride last night. That's exactly yeah. What I, I can't tell you how many how many women were just out there, and everybody thinks it's like I'm I'm saying something like sexist or something or. No, 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 you know, no. But I, I we, we, we ride bike behind him and are looking at body parts or something, which does happen. But I, I want to sort of redefine it as the fact that when you see people comfortable enough, like women and kids out there, then oh yeah, you know that you've hit something with a, a chord with with the community or something. Yeah, that so was that was actually another another thing I was going to say. I, I a few of us noticed this mom that was there with her kids. Wow. And, uh, yeah, they were all riding together, and when we got it down to the Ralphs at Venice, um, she said, hey, uh, are the cops taking us back to where we started? Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. better concern. And then we were like, yeah, 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 we're riding back with them. I, I've always thought it would be a great horror film. You know, they heard you into a, a, a car somewhere or something and make Soylent Green out of you or something. <laughs> but, yeah. no, that, that's not what they're doing. So, and, and, in fact, um, we had lost the ride and got back to it um, my friend and I yeah, um, yeah. and then we we were we caught up with some police officers who were basically just they'd had enough with it and they were riding back and yeah. uh, and they were when, when we talk about them all night long I heard you know get off the sidewalk get off the sidewalk they in fact were on the sidewalk and my friend <laughs> goes oh you gotta shoot this with your camera and I'm going no this is just oh, the opposite. The They're just as tired as we are, and they wanted a yeah, safe yeah. way home. So. Yeah, 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 I guess so. <laughs> so. But, yeah, overall, it was a good uh, turnout. I think it was a great, um, you know, it was a great ride. Um, I didn't see any any big issues. Like I said, it just, I, I did feel uh, the uh, police presence was a little too strong last night. Uh-huh. Um, which, you know, yeah, we, you know, they kept trying to push us over. I mean, we're on a three-lane highway, and they want to keep us on the first lane only. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, 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 let's, you know, we'll give you enough room for your motorcycle, but let us, you know, we have to extend to the second lane. You know, it's, you know we're crashing into each other otherwise. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I, I, I kept, you know, I kept doing that. I kept telling everybody, stay in the right two lanes, and they were looking at me like, hey, wait a second, no, we said get to the right, you know? Yeah. That's to the right to me, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we left in the third lane so they could uh, cars and motorcycles to go by. Right, I, I think that that too is is a big thing. It's like with that number of people, it's. I think it would probably be a hazard if you got them all into one lane. It, yeah, yeah. Already it was slowing. Every time we we get to a stop where where they had slowed down traffic, it was just pretty much just almost like a calliope kind of thing, closing with all the people. So yeah, yeah. And yeah, but I did, you know, I did tell the uh, officer basically that it's, you know, it's up to them, you know, on the motorcycles. They have engines. They can go ahead and court the, the uh, intersection. Right. And just stay there until the ride goes, and then, then go ahead and catch up. They have engines, and, you know, they're not, you know, otherwise they're just riding with us, but they're not, they're just, all they're doing is, like, hurting, you know, we're like cattle. Yeah. Keeping the cattle away from everything else. And yeah. That's unnecessary. Yeah, I, I felt so, too. Um not because of any social thing, but it's it's uh, a safety thing too. That uh, if if you were going to be out there, my impression, okay, is also from from we we had Ted Rogers on earlier talking about the EPA and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this with about the EPA and their ride that they're doing below the creek. I'm I'm looking at this and saying, there's the police are really going out there and offsetting a tremendous amount of of people with just their carbon footprint is just insane. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it was huge on this thing. And in fact, somebody brought up the fact, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get to it in the tape, where how much this was all costing. Um, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that too. The financial part of it as well. Because, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people say, seriously, you guys need you guys need all this all this police for, for, for your bike race? No, and not at all. And uh, it's funny, because yesterday I'm also, you know, I went down to, uh, when we got to the second Ross, I went to uh, Chevron. And uh-huh. this car pulls up. He said, hey, what's going on? I said, oh, it's critical mass. We're having, you know, it's a monthly ride. He said, look, what happened? Why, why are the cops? I'm like, oh, they just decided to join us. He's like, oh, ho, ho. you know, he's like, they have, they, have they started kicking bike riders down? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, no. He's like, yeah, like that video, like that video. And I was just thinking to myself, huh, you're talking to him. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, like I said, it was, they were all, overall, they were acting cool. I think it was a little, um, you know, the, the police presence was a little too much. And, um, yeah, we, we, we don't need to be spending all this money. I, you know, I agree with, you know, I, I, you know even like, like Sergeant uh, Bronson said, well, you know, I'd rather have my guys uh, solving real crime. Than yeah. Me. And I said, you know what, I totally agree. We, you know, we really don't need you guys here. Well, maybe we should turn this around. Maybe, maybe we're, we're, they're looking for a crime that's not being committed. And that's why it seems like they're, yeah, exactly. they're just listless. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think they did. Yeah, they're mad because they're expecting us to be a little bit more rowdy. And, 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 and we're and, not. And we're not. And, so, and I don't remember stopping at any store and, and basically ransacking or anything, which I, I think was one of the, the callings for, for that. And then, you know what? i got to be honest. There, I, I haven't seen... I mean, there were some young kids, a few of them, but there weren't as many young kids as I've seen on other rides, too. I mean, uh, That's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I noticed that as well. Um, I, I think between just the few of us, we've been looking at kids and saying, you know, not, not saying anything about curfew, but um, what I remember, I mean, this ride went really long, is that Critical Mass would always sort of stop over at... Uh, in Hollywood, and it would be the people's ride at about 9 o'clock, so kids could still, they'd have an hour to get either on a bus or something. Yeah, that's back. something that we gotta, that we gotta. I, I think that's something else that needs to be addressed by them that, you know, either pull us in a big circle or drop us back close to where we started so people can get back to their cars and something. Yeah, yeah, I know that's one thing that was brought up yesterday. We said, you know, hey, traditionally it ends in, um, and uh, at the beginning of the people's ride, why is yeah. it ending back at the start? And apparently it was, uh, the I guess Brian, who was uh, coordinating with the uh, LAPD, uh, made that arrangement that he was going to head back to the, to the start point. So um, that's why we ended up there. Yeah. So, so Manny, what are you doing today? Going out on your bike? It's a beautiful day. Yeah, I was bike riding earlier. I was going to drop by the studio, but I said, uh, you know, I'll see if I could. Oh, you're welcome to come anytime. Yeah, thanks, thanks. But uh, uh, you're going you're gonna to hear in a minute from Carlos, who has a suggestion. I guess today, uh, downtown, there's, uh, well, I'll, I'll, it's it's no big thing. To, uh, the Lunar New Year starts. Oh, and, nice, uh, yeah. there's There's a lot of, uh, I know some Buddhists and some, the Chinese are, are celebrating downtown with parades and things. And, in fact, uh, they're, they're all over. And, um, 
uh, I know that that's online. You can check it out and, and see um, what's going on. But I'm, I'm noticing it's such a pretty day that they're just sitting here at the station. We've noticed literally in the time we've talked, maybe a handful of people, including um, some women with baskets and, and, and kids and, a, of course, some guys going out and doing some road work on their bikes. Nice. Yeah, I, I would probably I would love to take part of that, but right now I'm in the middle of moving, so I gotta <laughs> do the uh, fossil fuel thing and you know, a couple drives back and forth. You know, in <laughs> Seattle and Portland, they do it all on bicycles. They got guys with their trailers that come out. So I, I'm just go. kidding. No, no. All right. Well, it was nice talking to you. Let's oh, nice that. talking to you, man. I'll let you get back you know, to moving. Everybody who showed up yesterday, and you know, thanks for everybody for being. Um, um, Nice and uh, well-behaved, I guess. And, <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, yeah, because, I mean, you know, they, we're not the ones looking bad, you know. I mean, no. like I said, it's a, now it's, it's actually them who are looking bad. I mean, you know, but yeah. anyway. Um, thanks again, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. I, I wonder if we can redefine that, but thanks, Manny. I'll let you get to your movie. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can redefine it. <laughs> All right. Peace you out. It. You know what I mean. <laughs> I do. Okay. All right, okay. bye. All right, that was Manny calling in. Uh, he's been here before, and uh, as promised, here's something that uh, Carlos talked about here. Let's see what he's doing today. It is Kill Radio, Bike Talk, and KPFK on the on the podcast. Here we go. And and currently made it back in record time. You guys must ride on the weekends or something. Nice. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. I've seen you on Happy New Year, but but it's like first critical mass. How about it? Where are you guys going tomorrow? Eastside Club. Tomorrow, Eastside Bike Club, we have a ride to Monterey Park for uh, Chinese New Year. Oh, excellent. And, and uh, San Gabriel Valley uh, Bike Coalition are you, are you is guys... setting up uh, Valley Parking. And Where's this at? On uh, Monterey Park, on Atlantic, and uh, Garvey. I'm a... I'll, I'll make sure to blurb it tonight, okay? Oh. All right, hey, thanks a lot. Good luck. Thanks for right. getting out there and supporting everybody, man. All right. I think you guys need kickstands on your bike, you know? <laughs> Dude, that's my brand new light. I just got that today. <laughs> All right, see, there you go. Kickstand, save that expensive light you did. You know, that that's the trend, though. I know a lot of guys think that the kickstand is giving them that much money. I don't know. 
Hey, Garcon. You don't want to be an accessory after the fact. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go get some food. Just let him go. I don't know. Where do you want to go? She's hungry. I'm hungry, too. I, I want some noodles or something or anything. What did you want to eat? Give me a thing. A picture from the memorial. Once again, that's uh, our friend from Davis, Pixel, who uh, he's actually volunteering out at the uh, the bike oven now. And um, as I say that, I'll probably be out there today, 3706 North Figueroa, about uh, hopefully 1 or 2 o'clock. I know I'm also got to get together some of the equipment for tonight night's benefit that's going on at uh, M's. And if you wait a second, I'll, I'll minimize this and tell you exactly where it is. M's is located at 2926 La Cienega, about 10 o'clock tonight. Three bands are going to be playing uh, Bullets for Breakfast. WKND takes a break. And I think it's the, and I, I want to say, what is it here? We're trying to move this around. Uh, show show Schoberg Knife Fight and Ensemble. So they're playing tonight too. They themselves have played on bills where it was like totally like a really high end ticket. So you're going to be able to see this tonight for uh, ten bucks over there. Twenty nine, twenty six. It's La Cienega at Washington in Culver City. Um, made possible by the new M's. Uh, they're the artist collective that's out there. Uh, pretty fantastic. If you're under 18, you get in for five bucks. So um, all, all sorts of fun things. And they promised some uh, some sort of food there later on. Uh, 10 o'clock tonight. Um, and we know it's a school night, but it's not a school night. So you can stay out late and uh, have some fun. So that being said... Um, one of the things that it, um, we always do is we try to stay on top of culture here. <laughs> Not so much the cool culture, but uh, we try to uh, surround ourselves with stuff. And I knew that the LACBC was coming in, so I, I went through stuff. And somebody had mentioned to me that there was a, a project that was uh, done for YouTube and Sundance this week about sort of qualifying yourself to the date 25th of July you sent in your videos, and while there were thousands of submissions, we only found out about it a couple of days ago with Sundance that this was going on. If we did, we would have sent in our thing. And we realized, we went back and, and searched our records and realized that must have been a, a coaster break challenge, and we'd just done one last week. So instead of sort of having that 
uh, Groundhog Day morning where you go, didn't this just happen? There's a lot of deja vu here. Didn't we just do this? And, and that's the theme today of deja vu. We're doing the same thing. But we like to think that we're – it's a spiral up. Is it just a ebb and flow? Um, and, and so um, what we realized is the LA uh, B, BAC uh, had done their uh, river ride that day. And so they had all met in um, near Griffith Park near the Autry. And so having said that, we're going to play a little bit of that as our bit to, uh, that's right, the idea that uh, we're uh, part of this whole world uh, kind of cinema day here on Kill Radio. It's on the road. I just met and this is just randomly logging into, that's right, the river ride. Um, the day before, the 25th, the 24th of July. So I think I caught them all. There was like a family of about 12. Pretty, pretty ridiculous here. Anyway. And I had gotten hit, believe it or not, by a skunk. You guys are just riding the river route. The river route is your route. Even if you don't do it, this is fantastic. This could be every day for you, getting across town. I know I do it sometimes through Crystal, but there's a lot of traffic. River Road, a simple way to do it. You 50-mile guys, you know, please hydrate. Please eat something. Okay. Back to, to uh, Jennifer. Thank you. That was chicken leather, you guys. If you don't know him, he's archiving and everything that's ever happened in the bike community in L.A. <laughs> Use your route slips, people. Be safe and be nice. 50-mile riders, you are ready to roll. So this is their yearly ride, and we've mentioned it because they're getting ready in, in June again to do this. Uh, you have time to start training for it. If anybody has a flat or needs mechanical assistance, the booths for InCycle and REI are both providing mechanical assistance for you guys. They'll help you with a flat. If you're having a problem with your chain or anything like that, bring your bike over to the InCycle or to the REI booth, and there are expert mechanics to help you. So the all-day event, uh, having all sorts of kids and stuff, we're going to try and get to a point here where, where we actually hear some people talking and, and enjoying themselves here as we jump to another chapter. All our friends coming out for these. Here we go. And a little bit of repair. That's a cool way of doing it. Playing the guitar. Yeah, just to check the limit screws. So it's just, should be okay, really. I mean, this one, the cables, it feels so sticky because the cables probably need to be changed out. You can see they're really corroded. And then all these pivots on the derailleur, they, they need to be moved also. Yeah, okay. So the shifting will feel a lot smoother at the lever. Yeah, because it skips them. Yeah, so now we can also throw away to bring it in. What's, what's really great about this is you're missing the vigils, but uh, tomorrow night we'll be uh, recapping a little bit of this at our monthly end-of-the-month bike night over at the bike oven. Also, as we've stated, we'll be showing because it seems like deja vu again. Uh, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day coming up, I think, Wednesday. We'll see if Punxsutawney Phil will be popping his head through there. And if you don't know the story, well, it's time you learn it. It is Kill Radio. Everything is new again. 
here on Bike Talk and, of course, the KPFK webcast. Um, the, these are guys going through the ABCs of the bike. Let's listen in. This lever should be closed with some pressure. Okay. It was literally just flopped closed. So the wheel, there's safety tabs on the fork to keep the wheel from falling out. Yeah. But when I tighten it, the wheel wouldn't turn because. It's no. The, the, the reason the wheel was. Talking about getting a quick release on your uh, front wheel, how it should be strong enough to leave a little impression in your hand, but not too strong to crush the uh, the bearings. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's all fun and games. You try to get up before six in the morning, before seven in the morning. You start to see. Yeah, it separates the. Let's just say the bike riders from the the bike wannabes in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, bring it in for service. So having said that, if you uh, don't want to come over to one of the bike collectives and learn yourself how to, how to lube or do your stuff, you can always take it to a place like InCycle or REI or even somewhere like the Flying Pigeon that uh, will perform these functions of you if you're a little too busy or too taxing. Here, let me hold this for you while you get that water bottle out and get hydrated, okay, miss? Alrighty. It's very stylish on you. You like that? I think I do. Thank you. I've never actually had a bike jersey that I've worn before. Oh, I just bike around in my regular clothes. This is a good one to start with. It's you got good. It's got pockets. The, the REI sponsors, Lemley Theaters. Yep. These are all things and I've actually gone to. most importantly, most importantly, City of Glendale. Ah, very nice. Yes. Very good. They, they've actually provided a lot of uh, support this year. That's right. Any kid can ride for free today because of them. I know. I like to give away some bikes too. Go ahead. I like to think that I was a part of that support, so I'm very proud. Are you from Glendale? I'm from the city of Glendale. I'm a city council member, and this is one of our transportation commissioners. Well, that's fantastic, guys. You know, I was at Glendale Month. They had a whole month of events. I'm very happy to say that I was very impressed, even with the last one. That had nothing. Well, it had a little bit to do with Glendale, but it had more to do with Long Beach, which I thought was fantastic. That's right. Well, we did a field trip to Long Beach twice to see what they're doing for bikes and we're hoping to do even better in Glendale. That was fantastic. Did you guys all get on a, on a special yellow short bus? We got, no, we got on the Glendale, <laughs> on the Long Beach shared ride oh, that's uh, awesome. bikes and we biked around Long Beach with them. Oh, that's great. And it was really, really good time. And then we went up to Berkeley and saw what they're doing for bikes. So we'll see what'll work for our, for Glendale. Well, that's fantastic. I, I know that when I go to Long Beach, I usually take the blue line. It's great transportation. Maybe someday they'll figure out that there should be a spur going through Glendale or maybe, but we would you know, I guess you can go around the valley on the red line, but it seems so nice just to go A to B. What we would like to do is to have a connection, a rail connection between the gold line and the red line. That would be awesome. could take the gold line in Pasadena and then you could get on a train and go to the red line in uh, Burbank. Fantastic. I, I kind of did that on my own today. I took York across from from uh, Highland Park to get here, mm -hmm. just because it, I figured oh, I'm going to ride on the river road, ride white, ride twice. Right. You know? so. Well, thank you very much. What was your first name? Laura. Laura, very nice fantastic. To meet you. Chicken nice leather here. Thanks, chicken thank leather. Thank you. Thank you, and good luck. Take care. Yeah, they're starting at 36 miles. You might want to get out there for it. All right, it is Kill Radio, and it's not always about mileage, as we've heard. But uh, as as luck would have it, we're we're talking about the the river ride here, and in the studio right now. If I bring up her mic, is our, our friend uh, that we took on the ride that uh, we bumped into at the Echo Park Film Center. Everybody thinks that chicken leather is always out there on a bike. Actually, I walked on, on Thursday because I'd uh, loaned a bike to somebody. I figured I'd pick it up. 
Regretfully, the bike was uh, in transit or locked up or something as uh, Paulo made his way, I guess, to Holland or something. But uh, in some sort of weird bastardized exchange program, we have somebody from over there. Um, and we'll let her introduce herself here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is... Hello, I'm Melanie. From... Oh, oh, here. Let's get close to the mic. Okay. Hello, I'm Melanie from Europe. So basically, I'm German, but I live in France now, and I have spent some time in L.A. working on the cornfields 10 years ago. The, this would be uh, what's now the L.A. Historic Park, right? Exactly. That's, uh -huh. um, come, it's right next to L.A. River. And so we were talking about it because of the bikeway, which comes down from L.A. And which we thought would hopefully be continued down by the cornfield someday. Uh huh. And they're they're they're, they're talking more about uh, expanding these uh, the the throughways and the byways around there um, for not only bikes but uh, uh, public um, a, a walking kind of thing, pedestrians, and and just expanding them in terms of uh, uh, culture. Uh, I know at one point somebody was talking about soccer fields. Uh, it's sort of making it your park now as opposed to just concrete parks and, and some sort of site about what was there 200 years ago or something, right? Well, when they, they discovered 10 years ago or it came back into discussion 10 years ago that it was the historic site of the foundation of L.A. where you had all the irrigation system of the water taken out from L.A. River to irrigate the fields on Bunker Hill. Mm-hmm. And um, at that moment, they were talking about putting tennis courts on that on the site. Tennis. tennis I, I guess tennis was big when they were talking about this. Now tennis, exactly. because n there's no LA seed in the the in the Australian Open. It's like we've sort of forgotten about this, but there there tends to be uh, it's it's the sport of the time. Maybe next year it'll be something else. But the idea is that it's it's becoming bikeable and accessible again to people, right? Yeah, which I think is a very good idea because it's a park right near downtown. And when you go there today, you realize that a lot of people go jogging there. There is a lot of parking facilities. You don't have to look for a parking place. Just get out of the car and, and you jog down there. You have a view on downtown. You have um, some housing next to south of the park. So people from there can easily walk there. People from Chinatown can just walk down there. It takes them two, three minutes to walk there. People from Lincoln Heights can come over. And all the people who are down in, in downtown can come over for lunch. And some people do. They sit on the benches. People come over with their kids. And you have um, the city does events in there. There's meetings for fires before sunset. There's meetings where they talk about the neighborhood. So it's a very big recreation area right in the densest part of the town, which I think is very important. Yes. Now, now, when you talk about these things, uh, earlier uh, somebody had mentioned in our historical bit about uh, um, the L.A. River, about how they went down on the Blue Line. You, you yourself, when I talked to you yesterday, said, well, i got to ride the Blue Line. And I said, oh, you're going to Long Beach. She said, no, I'm, I'm riding the Blue Line. You were looking at it as more of a, a, a indicator or a device. And, and uh, t tell me about your travels on the Blue Line and, and subsequently on the, on the Green Line yesterday. Well, everybody always told me that it's um, it was pretty dangerous to go down there, and I shouldn't. Well, actually, I didn't feel unsafe. The, the fear of being threatened with South Central, yes. Exactly. That's Watts. what everybody told me. Be careful, Watts. Don't go there. You're, yeah. you're going to get killed. You're going to get shot. Well, actually, absolutely nothing happened, except that people got on and off the metro. 
And, and, and they were happy because they were getting oh, yeah. there on time, right? P- people were happy. They were reading their books. They were tapping things on their iPad. They were um, listening well, wait, to Wait, wait a second. Music. Literacy and, and high technology, weren't, weren't the two clashing? Weren't, weren't there riots there? Or? No. Oh, wow. No. People were meeting each other. Um, then some guys put their bike on the metro and drove down to Long Beach to have a ride probably back up to L.A. along the beach or maybe down to Orange County or to go to wherever. They were just in a happy, um, free afternoon mood. And um, other people were sleeping, which is a lot nicer to sleep on the metro than to be bored in your car. A lot of people hopped on with bikes to go on afterwards. And there was no um, aggressive atmosphere, nothing. Well, that's that's fantastic. Now, uh, the blue line, as we know, was one of the first lines that uh, got got uh, constructed and used here, and, and lo and behold, it exceeded its capacity within a, a few months. We're we're noticing now with this uh, depleted economy that red line ridership and all these other riderships are are up. One of the things that uh, last night I, I didn't get to touch on, but that. There's an exposition line that's going to be built, and we heard that the the woman there was hoping there would be another spur. Uh, economic uh, aside, um, right now there was an extension with the last sort of bit for uh, along the river, and in fact, uh, I've, I've ridden this a number of times between uh, Fletcher now, and um, it's ending there. And it, I must say that that bike route is phenomenal. Um, but having said that, let's get let's get back to the river. There was a lot of talk about digging up the river and taking it back to its roots, or, or leaving in some of the flood channel. But there were so many different ideas. One I, I know was to uh, trap the water and have it more like Austin, where they'd have a little bit of a, a, a flowing river with gambling along it. it. It always seems these are all grandiose. Do you, do you think there there can be some sort of uh, uh, let's just say midfield kind of uh, tripping and trading. What, what do you see as a, a real kind of re- realistic kind of view of what uh, that area is going to be? Do you think uh, it'll be replanted again with corn or uh, quite possibly an urban farm or something again? No, I don't. I don't think so. Maybe in some areas, but you can't do it all along. Maybe if you go down, I saw some spots, riding the blue line, I saw some spots where you could ride a dirt bike Mm -hmm. and where people were doing this over there. There's place enough maybe to do some some planting, some some urban farming, which would be a very nice idea. Uh But I don't think that you can take out all the concrete because uh, the rest of the city has been built, in fact, that that the river is in concrete now. Yeah. So if you're going to take out the concrete, you're going to have to find another solution for not getting the city flooded. Yeah. Which is, of course, you can always find a solution, but it might be a little bit expensive, and finding expensive solutions often means that you're not going to do it. But there is a very nice idea which has been north of the cornfields in Elysian Park when you when you ride down. So they replanted, they put cobblestones in the in the middle of the riverbed, of the concrete riverbed, uh-huh. and they put, planted some trees in there. And it fits very well. You can ride, ride your bike down there. It's a very nice ride. And the, of course, the river is not in its natural um, state, but it's still very fresh to go down there. You can feel the fresher air because of all the green trees. Right. And it's still a nice ride, and it's affordable. I had planned in, in my master's thesis, I had planned to put a, 
a cinema on in the river. So oh, really? So you have the screen on one side, and you would have the benching on the other side. And as long huh. as it's not flooded, you could go down, sit on the benches, and see the screening on the other side. It was a drive-in cinema um, or, or a bike-in. Or you, yeah, you could. Yeah, that would be a bike-in because actually you would bike there by the bikeway, leave your bike, and then walk to the benches and see the movie on the other side of the river. Well, this this sounds phenomenal. And, and in fact, um, Melanie bought a copy of L.A. River that the kids from the Echo Park Film Center, I think this sounds like a no-brainer to have maybe a, a screening of their film at the L.A. River where it was uh, inspired or, or came to fruition. And in fact, we, we mentioned this because at the end of the month, yet another cycle of... Um, Echo Park Film Center, if you are uh, in this listening of the sound of my voice and a uh, teenager, you can participate in the Always Free for Kids Echo Park Film Center film series. Uh, it's an after-school thing where they take you through a 12-week course. You learn about the subject, and then you yourself produce uh, a video or film uh, around that theme subject. I, I don't know what the next one is. You can always check it out at the Echo Park Film Center thing. Uh, the last ones they did were for, um, um, I think it was L.A. Symphony of the City, uh, which we've been playing the soundtrack uh, on. It was uh, their film with a live orchestra accompaniment by Cosmos and a pickup band that he did. Um, right now, there's some uh, bike infrastructure at the last L.A. CPC, which was uh, the river ride where uh, kids were taught some of the rules of the road on a, on a short little course, and uh, the kids got out there and cleaned their bike. Uh, we're looking at little kids cleaning um, um, Barbie bikes, and, and I, I say Barbie bikes because they're, they're all pink with white tires. <laughs> but, but this is the kind of thing, that the next generation, that might engage them and, and get them to grow. Um, the L.A. River is um, really expanding. I think a lot of the reason that the water isn't being captured and used to irrigate is because of further up there were all those in the valley um, old uh, test sites that Rocketdyne used to use and, and things for uh, that, that are now polluted or something. However, having said that, the uh, farm lab had an ingenious uh, idea which everybody always thinks about but never does. What they did is they collected a lot of rainwater after those last few storms and put it into uh, pliable, I guess, army bladders. I never knew the army had these huge, they look like plastic bags that are like uh, the size of houses. And once they're filled with water, it's like a big mattress. And, and they, they even say, go ahead, jump on it. And those are down at uh, their facility under spring there. That uh, the, which is right across from the cornfield, and they use those to irrigate some of the the crops that they've grown. Um, what do they call those things? Um, not heritage crops, but uh, um, you know, uh, historical. Is it is it not heritage square, but heritage? I'm I'm looking for the term, um, um, and I'll remember it in a bit. Maybe you can help me out there. But uh, um, they're traditional uh, plants that were some from the um, the original South Central Farm, but others uh, grown there. Um, and, um, you know, high-end crops that they continue to grow 
with not water captured from there, but from uh, just rain, which is of high quality. They don't have to filter it and everything, and they're continuing to use it. Imagine if instead of using all this water, uh, we, we went on the uh, tour de crop to notice the Hyperion water treatment station. You could get a lot of your drinking water from, from rainwater and, and capture it here in the L.A. Basin. I know this year we had a, a record rainfall, and yet uh, a lot of times we take this water and just sort of flush it down the toilet. <laughs> Not There's a bike a issue. Water in the go, go ahead and talk into the mic. There is a lot more water in LA River for the moment than there was. Yeah, I, I guess before. you could use that kind of water to and flush down the gray water, but yeah. uh, I, I know that a lot of the, the water, if this isn't a mystery to people, I'm illuminating them. Uh, a lot of the water that we use to flush the toilet just comes back to, <laughs> again, recycled. So it's, it's just a cycle. So, anyway, that being said, um, you yourself are a city planner between Los Angeles uh, and, what did you say, south of France and Berlin. Can you tell us about maybe how city planning there is is gone to embrace the bicycle or something and some of the work you've done? Well, it's very different between the south of France and Berlin because in Berlin, city planning with, city, with bicycling is nothing special. We've always been bicycling First of all, Berlin is very flat, and it's always been into the German and also uh -huh. like the Netherlands culture to bicycle. Right. So we've also always had bicycle ways. I've been bicycling to school since ever. And um, you don't even talk about it. You don't need right. to do anything about it. Like the bicycle ride we had yesterday, we'll rather do that in Berlin with rollerblades. There's yeah. no, no sense for us to do it with a bicycle because everybody has a bicycle anyway, and everybody bicycles anyway. Th this is the argument that... Uh I think that uh, Alex Samari from uh, RideArc used to say, he says at some point critical mass won't be critical anymore. It'll just be every day. And it'll yeah. just be like, you That's know, ride late. your bike. You, it'll be boring because you do this all the time, which which I, I don't think it'll ever get boring for, for some of us, but it'll, it'll just have another level. No, I don't think it'll ever get boring either. But if I compare it to the south of France, the south of France is much more like it'll be here. Yeah. We'll have um, we'll have things like critical mass, where we go bicycle riding also for a couple hours through the city to um, to demonstrate that to ride your bicycle in the city is totally possible. In in urban planning, we still have to fight to put in bicycle lanes right. on streets. It's in the south of France in Marseille. It might be more difficult in a certain way because Marseille is not flat, so you have to go up and down. Or you have to figure out your way how to get around the hills. That's what I do. I always try uh -huh. to figure out. I'll do maybe a kilometer more, but I'll still be quicker because I go the flat way. And then you have to have. You can't ride a fixie over there. You have to have <laughs> have some gears and some brakes. Okay, here's here's the big uh, maybe breaking news of the morning. A lot of us don't ride fixies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I don't. But it's also because uh, there there everybody thinks it's simpler bike and everything, but it really does take a, a, a toll on not only the components sometimes, but also your body. And I, you know, maybe that's good. Uh, for some of us, for for some of us, if you're if you're on the road a little bit more and you're using it for basic transportation, the last thing you want to do is be pedaling all the time. So, and not being able to brake. Yeah, it's well, you are. You're, yeah, that, that's the argument. Everybody always says you should have a brake. I, I, if you're on a fix, you are your own brake. So it's kind of that's the argument. It just. Oh, of course, it's. I think a fixie can probably be very nice to ride or a lot of fun, but if you use it as a transportation vehicle, it's. Um, 
Yeah, it's, it's highly it's not, suspect. Not we'll we'll just use, leave it so. out there for, for some of the, yeah, well, the stronger kids. Yeah, what he wants anyway. But, but uh, the south of France with, with hills and stuff, uh, do you find that more people are, are using bikes? Like here, we, we would call them hybrids. So they're like mountain bikes with maybe full gearing, but yeah. slicker tires or something. Yeah, we use. I have over there in, in Berlin, I used to ride my racing bike. Uh-huh. And in, in, there is no way I'm going to do this in Marseille. I ride a mountain bike. Right. It's also because, like, well, another problem in Marseille, if you're in the, in the city center, is that the streets are very narrow. Often you have, like, parking on both sides of the streets. You don't have a sidewalk because the sidewalk, is anyway, it's, like, maybe one and a half feet wide, and the cars are parking on it. So what is that, a kilometer? Or, I, I one mean, and a half not feet. a meter. One and a half feet, yeah. It's, it's, it's a half a meter. Half a meter. Yeah. It's, there's no, you can't really pass with if you that's have. That's really narrow. That's yeah. really narrow. Like yeah. if you have children, it's a big problem for the for the people who, who push their children. In, in, in strollers. In strollers. Yeah. You, you can't pass with a stroller. Wow. And if a car passes, so you get on the street. And if a car passes, you have to get in between those parking cars so the car can pass. And it's the same problem if you have a bike. Uh-huh. So you have to find out other ways and you have to find probably give out maps so there is a an association now in marseille which is called um vélo en ville so which means bike in the city mm-hmm. and which gives out maps and which organizes those demonstrations and they, so the maps i'm talking about are to say where you can ride your bike in which streets how to get around but something which i thought is really really good in la is that you can put your bike in the metro you can put it on a bus so you can say okay i'll go from here to there i won't I don't want to ride my bike for an hour, but I'll get after 10 minutes on a bus and then I'll put it on the metro and then I'll take it out of the metro again and I'll have done done half an hour of bike ride, but I went through almost the whole city. We can't do that in France. We can do it in Berlin, but um, we can't do it in France and that's something they absolutely have to improve over there. That's that's interesting. Um, you you bring up uh, uh, the topography of the landscape. Uh, we here in Los Angeles are lucky enough to have had, uh, and this is one thing that we, I always have to compliment Mentron. They had a bike map that I've actually given to to, to drivers in cars and said, "Hey, here's here's some um, here's some um, uh, a map," and they go, "Wow, this is a really good map. It lists all the public transportation, the main arteries, and it's sort of." Defilters the fact that it's not just all the freeways. There's actually some uh, some lands and some things. Anybody got a bike tied to the gate? I do. Yeah, you can't leave that. Okay. Well, we'll we'll get in a minute. Okay. I'll I'll get in a minute. That that of course our our landlord telling us about some of the bike parking uh, here. Um, Anyway, one one of the things that uh, we were talking about was the topography, and of course um, now they've. Uh, incorporated a almost you can actually see how the land is with mountains and almost like a grading scale to how uh, um, you can um, use with your time you can you can scout a course around as you say mountains hills and what have you to to get there so uh, perhaps metro is on to something with these I, I know for years when you when you hiked in, like, say, rural areas, they would always have, like, a, a topographical map where you could see that there's an elevation lift between going yeah. through the bottom and, and, and something like that. But, but I'm curious. You, you uh, did these studies uh, a while ago in Los Angeles about the cornfield, and yet you've, you've come back. In fact, 
there's only a few people now that still call it a cornfield. It's now the, the historical thing. And in fact, we've had a, a number of like concerts. Uh, I know there was an FYI festival, some rock and roll festivals, powwows there. So it, it's funny that it's, it's come full circle from being uh, basically a place to dump and um, just a railroad yard. Were, were you here when it was a railroad yard? Did you make those original yeah, that, plans? that's how I discovered it. It was a railroad yard, and it, there was only, like, some plants, wild plants growing there. Yeah. And um, I basically, I was working down on housing development in Irvine at that time. And so I had to do my master's thesis, and I discovered the cornfields because I thought, how come there is such a big, you have no more land to, to build in all LA metropolitan area because the land which is not built is not supposed to be built because it's too dry and it's not going right. to hold for all this housing. I was very astonished to see this huge part of land with a underdeveloped industrial site right south of it, the, the, the industrial uh -huh. site which is right on the other side of, uh, I think, of North Spring or Main Road, next to downtown, with the planning of a metro station. And even if the metro station wouldn't have come, there's Union Station right next to it. So people who don't have a car could easily live there without having a car because they'd get everywhere with the metro by walking. And um, I couldn't believe it. That so was, is it, was that, like, in your opinion, overkill to have these things almost on top of each other? Or? I don't understand what you mean with Well, I mean, you, you've got the, the metro station right next to the, the other station. And oh, no, I think that's, that's very good because if you want people to use urban transportation yeah, systems, it must be an easy facility. Uh-huh. It could, it could work the other way, but it's much better like that. Right. Right. I, I'm wondering, uh, we, we talked earlier about how if it, a lot of the law enforcement just sort of, when they're not doing anything, they, they become police. Uh, as an urban planner, um, do you, do you um, this is the top ones. Okay. As an urban planner, do you look at things and say, why, why isn't that possible there? Are you asking why all the time? Or it's like, are you looking at things and going, oh, this would be great if we put in this or, or something? Is it always a conscious effort? I mean... It sounds like on your day off you were you were on the blue line looking at how, whether people were getting off and were you, were you constantly thinking about what needs to be here or how could you improve this section or make it more uh, pliable for people or what? Well, you can never see things just from from one side. I mean, I was right. riding the blue line and I had absolutely no problems and I, I didn't feel unsafe or anything, but I did it at in the middle of the day. So I said. I don't know how it would be if I would have done it in the middle of the night. I, I think actually it closes down at 11. But, yeah. it, but it's funny because a lot of people know that it's the last line. And in fact, I, I've been told that because we haven't developed some of our, our housing, in it, and it's kind of weird because this is the week we're counting all the, the homeless people hmm. in encampments. What a lot of the homeless people do, I've heard, is they'll get off the blue line sometimes and get onto a bus that runs all night. And they'll sleep on the bus all night, and then in the morning, they'll be at the other end and get back on the blue line and just ride that all day. And I know it sounds really ridiculous, but... Well, it's a good way of keeping is, warm. This is... Yes, exactly. Especially when the elements change, they've been doing that a, a lot. So I, I digress in the fact that uh, you, you've seen this development from being just uh, a, a thing to Lauren Bond coming along with their... Uh, 
her cornfield project and her not a cornfield project mm. and her planning to almost regifting it to Los Angeles with her her work as an artist. So, uh, my my question to you as as an urban planner, do you, do you see? I know that there's been a tremendous amount of push now by the endowment to rediscover and refit it. Do you do you think there's room in there for an urban farm or or on the like, cornfields? Yeah, or or something because it's it's 43 acres uh, that that area. Oh, I, I think heard. there's place for an urban farm. I think you just have to observe how the city is developing. If if the city needs that space to build, yeah, then at a moment or another you you have to you will have to build there. This is a city center. You're right in the right. heart of downtown. And it's much more ecological to be very dense. So you don't have to make as many movements. If It's not very ecological to drive half an hour or an hour somewhere. So it's better to have the things always right next to you. So it would, of course, you have to keep some green space. But the question is always how much green space are you going to keep towards how much population you're going to have and how much building you're going to have. But it can be very interesting to build very high so you have a very high density, but to have a lot of green space down at the at the bottom. So, so, so it's almost like you're you're solving this with elevation. You're building up as opposed to building out here in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. I, well, you anyway. You will have to build up yeah. because there's no more land left. I, exactly. Exactly. And if you build up, you have more people in one space, and then you can afford public transportation. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a, a conundrum in that sense. So uh, having, having said this, being the bike show, <laughs> we've, we've sort of stepped around this. Um, I, I know that there was uh, earlier last or at the end of last year, there was a, a, a show called here in downtown called L.A. Beyond Cars. And a lot of people looked at these corridors like perhaps at, at one point we would sort of reclaim parts of freeways and, and use them for not only public transportation but, but bicycles. I'm wondering, is that really a viable solution? Do you, do you see people displacing a whole lane of traffic maybe on a, on a freeway here <laughs> with bikes or, or maybe public transportation or something? I mean, I know that the buses run along there. I'm, yeah, I'm asking buses, takes, buses take the freeway, which is, which is good. Yeah. They take the carpool lane, which doesn't mean they can't get stuck in traffic. Right. But uh, of course, they're going to be a, most of the times a bit faster. Right. Taking a freeway lane for bikes, I can be a fun idea for a while. But she, she's <laughs> nodding her head, going, "Yeah, I, I guess so. Yes, yes." But 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 it's uh, I wouldn't like to ride my bike next to <laughs> five lanes of cars going seventy miles an hour. I would prefer like. Reducing the freeway and putting maybe a bike lane not too far from it, where you have really just a bike lane because bikes are always faster if nobody, no traffic gets into them. It's like cars are faster on the freeway. Right. And maybe putting some trees around it so you have the advantage of, of bike riding. Bike riding has always two two things. On on one hand, you get from A to B, but on the other time you're doing some recreational having yeah. some recreational time at the same time so if you have some green trees it's much nicer than to go through a freeway where your nose is going to be stuck and you get all that carbon dioxide into your lungs right and th th that's that's also the argument i i um i'm remembering uh, mr mr rogers at the beginning of the um, the program today talking about some of the benefits of, of biking and stuff and one of the things we touched on is is the offset that if if you are biking you're uh one less 
car on the road, and and therefore, uh, um, it's it's everybody always looks at the solution to traffic is always, oh well, we have to build more lanes for the traffic to carry faster. And in fact, uh, um, there are a few. Um, kids who were working on some urban trails here in Los Angeles, and that was one of their arguments, that uh, some of the urban trails um, in themselves won't won't be the solution, but the, the fact that they're offsetting the traffic with, with these things might reduce some of the gridlock, because now you've, you've sort of taken people out of their cars and put them on uh, a bike lane. They can take more capacity, and, and yet yeah. one less car or one, two cars might be that, that one or two percent that actually eliminates it and makes it so where it's free-flowing or something. Well, and like, as I say that, we're looking at a totally backed-up 101 freeway. <laughs> but it's, it's always a start. Like, I remember when I was 10 years, uh, ten years ago. Uh-huh. There weren't any bike riders. I was uh, okay, we've lost your mic. Hold on a second. Try it again. Go ahead. Here, when I want to go around LA now, either by car or by bike, I so always meet. Ten years ago, she said that there there weren't any real bikes, but now you're but going. But now I, I'm always crossing some bike riders. You see them in the cityscape. You hear them talking about it. You don't. You see bikes parked in front of cinemas or in front of cafes. Uh -huh. You didn't have that ten years ago. So I think we started like if you say we take out one or two car drivers and put them on an urban trail. Right. That's the start of it, and it, you can't expect it to happen in one year or two, but you need some time. Well, Melanie, I, I want to thank you for uh, summing it up, and you're, of course, back in Los Angeles here. Um, I, I take it you're um, expanding in, in some things that you can't talk about here, but maybe in the future you'll be able to come back and uh, tell us about some of the urban planning you're doing here in, in, the, in the L.A. area. Oh, I'd love to. Fact-finding fact mission, so to, so to say, if for those uh, in the know. And uh, that, that being said, let's see if we can articulate the, the DVD again here. Okay. It is Kill Radio, and you're listening to Bike Talk. And that's right, more of our friend Pixel as we get into the last little bit of... Bike Talk on KPFK and Kill Radio. Kill Radio, and you don't have to leave either. And I'm joined in the studio now by our 
new correspondent, Eric. And Eric, uh, let me know what's going on out there in the world of, let's just say, competitive biking. Yeah. Um, well, usually all the the past couple of weeks that I've been I've been here, I mean, Australia's been the topic. You know, the tour down under. That's over and done with now. Last Saturday was the final stage. And and who uh, won that? Uh, Garmin Cervelo's young Aussie talent, Cameron Meyer. It was a real nail biter for me because Garmin is a team I usually root for, and um, the the people they were trying, you know, to. Yeah, I like Garmin too. They got those cool watches and everything, right? <laughs> yeah, and um, um, Cameron Meyer went into the day just with a six second lead. Okay. Um, you know, of course, there's time bonuses when you cross the line. For this race, it was a ten second time bonus. Second place, Matthew Goss was again six seconds behind. So, and Matthew Goss was showing great form in the Tour Down Under, and he he seemed to be the most um. Uh, consistent sprinter in that race and he was really on top of his game so you know Garmin was really worried that Matt Goss was actually going to take another stage win and take the overall from Cam Meyer but you know um, Garmin was really good sending riders into the breakaway trying to get the the bonus seconds at the intermediate sprints Uh, I was listening I was listening to it on radio and I kind of got a little nervous when I heard that Matthew Goss had taken one of the intermediate sprints. He only took away two seconds. But, I mean, you know, two, in any sport that is timed, whether it be cycling, swimming, running, anything, um, you got to know that every second is vital. So, you know, two seconds might not seem like a lot, but I'm sure right there Cameron Meyer really felt it. Come the, come the finish line, it was really, you know, the, the tense part began, you know. The sprinters teams got lined up and everything. Uh but actually, Team Sky did a great lead out. They got another win for their for their young talent, Ben Swift. Matthew Goss at that stage got third, which left Cameron Meyer still in the ochre jersey in the lead. So he ended up winning the Tour Down Under by a mere two seconds, which wow. was which was you know pretty lucky. Got pretty pretty happy when I heard that over the radio. It was a little hard for me to believe it because I kept on hearing the commentators say, "Well, we can say that he won, but you know we still need to." do the math where did he end up you know in terms of placing he ended up being um 20th place but he ended in the bunch so uh-huh. he got the same time as everybody so ended up winning the the gc two, the two, 2011 tour down under in gc okay. well so when you say you're listening on the radio is it it's um we know next week is a big super bowl is it just as exciting or um the thing is um not to most people, I don't think so because <laughs> the thing is with me, cycling is really the only sport I follow. I yeah. don't, I don't like football or anything, and I have my reasons for it. But then when I tell people that I that I watch cycling, I'm all like, well, they'll probably tell me, well, what's the point? You're watching right. guys ride bikes for like five hours at a time, yeah. And I kind of do look at it like that. I'm like, well, yeah, it's true, but I find it interesting. You know, yeah, usually the flat stages are kind of boring because right. the interesting stuff just happens at the final. 100 meters because of the sprint but it's the time trials in the mountain stages that are like really exciting yeah because in the mountains of course there's always constant attacking you know the guys who are going for the gc you know they have to be on the lookout for their rivals so their rivals go up the road they have to be on their tail and and everything time trials are my favorite you know they can be boring as well to other people but i find those the most fascinating uh, bring bringing it back to a, a local level. Uh, what's com- what's coming up uh, in the future? In the uh, thing? Well, something came up uh, from the tour of California. 
the organizers are saying that this year we might be seeing Colombian teams ride instead of the American teams. Oh, cool. Um, this is usually due to the fact, but I'm I'm not sure if I'm mistaken by this, but the Tour of California is uh, is categorized in the UCI America Tour. And the America Tour is here in the United States, Canada, and in South America. So what they asked for is to get the top three teams of that um, category, the UCI America Tour. And that's usually the, the Colombian teams, um, you know, to be invited to the Tour of California. Uh, you know, I actually think I actually think this is actually a good thing. Colombians are hell of riders, great climbers, and everything. And I think they could you know really animate the race much more than the American continental teams have done so in the past. Well, we look forward to that coming up in the future. Uh, again, if you um, want to know more about bike sport here locally, uh, we have a show on Mondays that uh, our own Brad, who also does the vinyl show afterwards. That's heard from 12 to 1. It's called Bike Sport, and you can listen to a lot of the things. And uh, of interest here, I have his uh, sheet. I guess he's going to be at the Benicia Cliff uh, coming up uh, this weekend. Isn't this the 30th? Today? Tomorrow. 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 Yeah, today January 29th. 30th, January 20th, and February 27th. It's the SoCal Club Points climb to the top of the San Pedro Hill. 1,490 feet to the summit, approximately six miles. So I think here I'm looking. There is a reservation fee. And it's, uh, let's see, start point Palos Verdes Drive north of and Palos Verdes Drive east of the Nature Center, 27305 Palos Verdes. And you can check more at our website. Hey, that's about it. We, we got about a minute. And uh, one last thing we're going to leave you with is... That's right. Locally, there was our famous coaster break challenge, the CBC, and lo and behold, we've gotten to the post show of the LACBC. Up over that first hill, and my bar is just loosened. So I was going around. No, I was going around here. Hold this, hold this. So I'm going around like this, and I and I've got in the drops, and then it just. That is chicken leather. Your own chicken leather. Rode the course like some sort of bastardized. George Plimpton kind of uh, in imperialization. We're going to have more on it next week. We just figured we'd show a little bit of it and get you laughing here. It is Kill Radio. Once again, we're going to end the show with who we've been featuring all day. It's caked up all over the wheels and it's caked on the frame and everything. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not an easy thing doing the Coaster Break Challenge with, that's right, mountain roads with a Coaster Break, just like one of those things. Once again, Pixel today. We want to thank everybody, uh, guests in studio, Melanie uh, on the phone, um, Mr. Rogers, and of course, Manny, and Eric, of course, who is just here. And we thank you all and bid you well, KPFK, and uh, of course, uh, Kill Radio. Have a great day. Ride safe.